0: Welcome to the Finding a Job Podcast, a Ben J. Schapp LLC production. In this podcast, we share the stories of world-class business leaders as they discuss their professional journeys, job search strategies, and tactics that have led them to career success. If you're looking to find a fulfilling, well-paying career path, this podcast will unearth the tools and tips you need to expedite your learning curve and avoid common roadblocks that face people entering the working world. Now here's the host of the Finding a Job podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the Finding a Job podcast. Today, we're going to talk to a communications expert who has worked in sports marketing and at digital marketing agencies. Joining us is Ashton Meisner, who is the lead PR strategist at Directive Consulting, which is a B2B enterprise search marketing agency that companies trust to scale their business. Ashton also has experience working in public relations with agencies in Arizona and California, She's worked with Adidas. She's also held positions in community relations with some sports teams, including the Arizona Diamondbacks in marketing and broadcasting with the Los Angeles Dodgers, boo, and the Chicago (laughs) White Sox, yay, to name a few. And today, Ashton is going to tell us about life in sports marketing and digital technology. Okay, here's my conversation with Ashton Meisner, lead PR strategist at Directive. Ashton, welcome to the Finding a Job podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: I know I said this early in our pre-production meeting. I'm a giant San Francisco Giants fan. I'm going to boo every time you say L.A. Dodgers. I hope you're OK oh, with no. that. Oh, no.
1: You're one of those. I'm one of
0: those. <laughs> I bleed black and orange. But today's not talking about me and my interests. It's talking about you and your career. Let's start off by talking about your background. Where'd you go to college? How'd you break into the working world?
1: Yeah, so originally, I started out, I wanted to become a sports broadcaster. So to do that, I went to Arizona State University, attended the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism, and started diving into what that looks like, how to get to become a sports broadcaster. And as I started doing that, I realized it actually wasn't the career path I wanted to take. But I was introduced to public relations. And at the Cronkite School, At ASU, they had a really great digital PR lab. So I switched majors and went into that. We actually had real clients that came to the school, and we got to set up different campaigns and strategies with them. So it was, you know, outside of school. It's like we were with real people doing real work. So it was nice to just dive right into that. And that's how I started with school.
0: So you had a career that basically budded and also had a career pivot while you were still getting your education you mentioned that you worked with the LA Dodgers, Arizona Diamondbacks, uh, Chicago White Sox. Was that through your education or was that after?
1: Yeah. So at the Cronkite School, they're very passionate about getting certain internships before you graduate. And being right in the heart of downtown Phoenix, I was like, oh, I would really enjoy being an intern with the Arizona Diamondbacks. And I heard of different people working there, and I started to gather more information. And I applied for their internship program. And from there, I, they had a big career fair. So this is all still during in school. So I kind of went on my way to make sure that I, you know, was available for this opportunity. And so they had this very large internship fair, kind of intimidating, but went there. Was very interested in the community affairs program, which works with nonprofits, giving back to the community and working with the players, more event focused. And so I actually went in and got the internship and I made sure to study really hard, made sure I knew everything about the team, what was going on, different events. And I was so honored to receive that position. It was a year long. I worked in the community affairs department and it wasn't really an internship. It felt like I was a part of the team and I was doing real work, working you know, with players, with these nonprofits helping plan one of their big events, Evening on the Diamond. So it was a great experience.
0: So you started off in an internship working in community affairs. You also worked with the White Sox. and now We mentioned the Dodgers, Boo. And uh, yes. you had a lifestyle ambassador role with Adidas. It sounds like you were really busy while you were in college. <laughs> Talk to me a little bit about how you managed all of these roles.
1: Yes. So... I was in a sorority also at ASU, and I can't give enough credit to what being in a sorority has done for my professional career. Actually, through that role is how I obtained my marketing coordinator position with the Dodgers and White Sox. And also, I was introduced to the program for being an ambassador for Adidas and working through different marketing platforms with them they actually came to us and they announced to all of the sororities in Greek life that they were looking for people who could represent the brand, host these events and get Adidas implemented into the AOC lifestyle. And I learned more and more about the company, what their brand was looking for, what their target audience was, all that good stuff. And I was fortunate enough to receive that as well. We actually created a video. I had to basically tell why I was the right person for Adidas on a video and yeah, got to move forward with them and do a lot of content creation. So that was fun. My whole point is back to uh, Greek life was a great way to be introduced to so many opportunities.
0: It seems like you use some of your personal interests and the community that you're building on campus to help improve your career. Eventually graduate from college. Talk to me about what you did when you left school.
1: Yeah. So I had mentioned I had a friend who worked for spring training through my sorority. And she worked for the White Sox and Dodgers spring training. And they were looking for someone to help with the marketing team. And they had so many applicants. And through her recommendation, I was able to, you know, go out and be there for that interview. And what was cool is it was basically a, a communications role because I did broadcasting, corporate partnerships, marketing, and all of these different things. And I really got to obtain that skill set of what working in sports looks like. And I think to a lot of people, they think, oh, this is so glamorous, you're working with the players, you're working with these big people, these coaches. But at the end of the day, there's so many different things that go on in a game, the corporate partners want to make sure they're being recognized as much as possible. There's certain people visiting that, you know, they're bringing different events and games down on the field, you have to make sure that, There's no fights between the Giants and the Dodgers fans in the stands, just joking on. But there's so many different things that go on. And I also had a team of 17 game day promotions interns. So they helped with all the little marketing games and just different, you know, things had to be taken from one side of the field to the other or working inside of the different teams, clubhouses, making sure that every little thing was taken care of. So it was so good for me to learn time management. And for my first role right out of college, it was busy, but I learned so many, so many different things.
0: So you start off thinking that you're going to be in broadcasting, you pivot your (laughs) interests in college, you still work in sports marketing, I had a similar experience, my second job out of college was at a sports marketing agency. And because of the nature of sports marketing, there are so many people that are sports fans, a lot of people that are early in their career, try to gravitate and work in a place where their personal passions are what they consider to be their work interests. And I was in that group too. I worked in sports marketing and I found that what I ended up doing because there was so much competition for these roles was being... Slightly underpaid, and I was getting coffee and making copies for people. I didn't find that it was the best role for me, and I ended up moving away from sports marketing. You ended up moving away from sports marketing as well. Was your experience similar to mine, or what was the reason why you decided to go a different direction with your career?
1: Yeah. So, I like you, I'm a huge sports fan, love baseball, love college football, love all sports, honestly. And I really wanted to be there and make it work. And like you said, it's extremely competitive. And I think one thing that your listeners might be interested in hearing is I almost was overconfident at this point. I thought, okay, I have these different roles. I worked for these big names, the Dodgers, the White Sox, Adidas, like I've got this made kind of mentality, right? And so I started applying for these jobs because my position with spring training was seasonal and it was so incredible, but I had to find something that was full year to you know, just get that full-time job. Pay the bills, you got to pay the rent. Yep, got to pay the bills. So I applied to move to LA to work for the Dodgers in their office as a full-time marketing coordinator. And I was feeling good. I had, yeah, (laughs) I had felt, I had met all the right people. I was feeling very confident. And I made it through a couple rounds of interviews. And after about a month, being honest, I was told I didn't get the position and I lost to someone who frankly just had more experience than me. And I was crushed by that. That hurt my pride a little bit because I thought I was just so high up and I was like, oh, okay. And then I started applying for other sports roles and I started getting rejected. And it was such a wake up call for me to realize these are competitive positions and there's all these different factors that you need to hit which is great, but I didn't have experience yet to get the roles that I was looking for. And a couple of the rejections I received, I really wanted to learn why, you know, not just hang my head low and walk away. But I asked, how can I take the right steps here to get this role down the road? And they replied to me, you've got to come back with some experience, maybe work at an agency. We just, we need that right now. And I was like, okay, well, I need to get more experience at an agency. So I started looking around and I love Arizona so much, but at the time I was looking for a little bit of a life change. So I started looking in different places and I found a job that was a perfect fit after a while of searching, being honest, it was a grind for a, a little bit. I found a job that fit where I needed to be at that point. And it was in Newport beach, which isn't the worst place in the world. And I picked up and I moved and was on the road to gaining experience. And then I ended up loving the agency life. So it kind of was a win-win overall.
0: It's interesting. I guess it's coincidental. I actually lived in Newport and then left to go to sports marketing and worked in Dallas, Texas, but had a cup of coffee living in Newport. It's a wonderful place and great for, you know, your 20s as well. You started working in an agency. The company is called Beyond 15 Communications. What was your role like there? And tell me about the experience you gained.
1: Yeah, so I was an account coordinator. I had a lot of different clients in different industries, healthcare, the restaurant business, kind of you name it. So I was quickly a little bit even further humbled because I'd been working in sports for so long. That was my bread and butter. I could tell you every player on the Diamondbacks, but I couldn't really tell you certain things in the healthcare industry. So dove into learning mode, again, focusing on just learning and finding experience and working with different types of people, different sorts of deadlines. In the agency world, I worked in Newport. So that specific time, well, half of these important news breaking stories are on the East Coast. So just obtaining those different little bits of knowledge were all just important. And I worked with a great team. And at the end of the day, gained a great experience, but sort of was ready for a change at the end.
0: So talk to me about why you were ready for that change. I noticed that you were at this agency for just about a year, and then you took a year to be a yoga instructor, something totally different, away from corporate communications, away from sports marketing, away from digital technology. Why did you decide to make that transition?
1: Yeah, so about halfway through my position at Beyond 15. So I didn't mention it earlier, but I actually was a college cheerleader and dancer at ASU. So I was kind of missing that outlet. And I fell in love with taking yoga sculpt classes at Core Power. And there was a teacher training opening and I went through the training and started teaching. And so that kind of was the glue between my Transition role from being at Beyond 15 and then also at Directive, and I still teach today. So it's a nice balance in the background, keeps me zen.
0: So I think that's an important thing to talk about. And, you know, the purpose of this podcast is to help people understand how people like yourselves who have been successful, had early success in their career, balance some of the transitions. You were working at an agency, it seems like you got some good experience. And you obviously had an outlet in being a yoga enthusiast. You decided to do some training and become an instructor. That gave you the ability to walk away from your first agency job. Tell me about why you decided to walk away. What made you feel like you wanted that change? And did you spend your time bridging the gap between your two agency jobs by being a yoga instructor? Or did you just do that on the side?
1: I think it definitely helped the transition because it was just a hectic time of life and I was just ready for a change and having that different outlet in the background really helped my personal mental health. I never want to let anyone down. I always want to be my best. So it was kind of like I left work and had this other outlet. It's where I could work on myself also and make people, you know, feel better in their their day-to-day lives. But Yeah, it was something I was just doing on the side. It was never my primary source of income, but it definitely added joy into my day-to-day. I loved my job, but it even just made me appreciate things a little bit more.
0: So you're at a digital marketing agency. You're working as a yoga instructor, as a secondary source of income or, you know, sort of a passion, but not a career, even if you're the instructor and you decide that you're ready for a change. Just feel like uh, there was another company out there that was a better fit. What led you to Directive and, and what are you doing today?
1: Yeah, so to be honest, when I was first looking for new positions, I came across Directive. My fiance actually, he spoke to a coworker and said I was looking for you know a place with just a great environment, encouraging, but you know challenging, pushes you to be your best. And they mentioned Directive. And I started looking into it and to be honest, at first, I was a little bit intimidated because it was so technical, a lot of SEO and working with the digital side, which I had experience, but definitely had room to grow. And I set up an interview and I really vibed with the two co-founders, Garrett and Tanner. They had this just passionate energy that they cared what they were doing. They cared what you were doing as being a part of the team. They wanted to grow. They were ready to go. You know, And I really, I felt like I needed that push too. And I wanted to be a part of that, of people who really cared and just wanted to find that level of success. And I was ready to, again, find that learning opportunity. Where can I be the most well-rounded communicator? And I was like, okay, well, this might be another challenge just because it's not my bread and butter again. I've now gone from these different industries, but I think overall it'll really pay off because I'm continuing to grow my skill set.
0: So you work in public relations, right? Your communications, you have some marketing experience, and you're working at a marketing agency. Talk to me about how you learned about the industry that you're in. What advice do you have for other people that are looking to break into their careers? And obviously, they have to learn a new industry as well.
1: Yeah. So when I first started at Directive, I actually started as an SEO specialist, With, for those who don't know, it's search engine optimization. And we work with different clients to help their companies and websites rank in the search engine. So you want to show up on Google. Yep, show up on Google. So I learned the technical background, ways to be seen more, how to work with PPC, which is pay-per-click advertising. And it was so eye-opening. And I was like, everyone needs SEO. Everyone needs PPC because everything is so digital now. And eventually, just naturally with my skill set, I was transitioned to a digital PR role where I work with different link building tactics for our enterprise clients, making sure they're showing up where their industry is, where they're featured in the most relevant, whether that's online news, podcasts, you name it. And just making sure their social media aligns with everything they're doing, creating those new strategies that provide value for their target audience. So it's kind of fun get to get those creative juices going and also that technical side to make sure things are actually showing up where you're putting your time and effort.
0: So as you've made the transition in your career from working in sports, sports communication and sports marketing into digital marketing and technology, What do you see as the biggest differences and what do people know about making the transitions from one industry to the next?
1: I think for me, and everyone will have a different experience, but the more you can learn and take time outside of your regular job to just learn more about several industries, you find the time you take shows up in so many areas. Like my management skills I learned back when I had those interns working for spring training, comes into now where I have an intern here with Directive or working with, you know, you have to be crystal clear with your communication in that situation as well. And, and here also when I'm working with clients who might not understand the tactics I'm trying to share with them, I'm um, just making sure everything makes complete sense. Or, so just taking little bits, obviously I'm not using certain sports terms or jargon or different things I used back then, but just taking little pieces as you go and continuing to be a learner every single day. Even with Adidas, just making sure that you have their brand as the main center of focus and not losing track on a big, like different creative thing that might not provide value for them. Like always coming back to what is the why behind this?
0: I think that's an important lesson that, you know, as you're breaking into your career, you're feeling for the first time you know, what it feels like really to go through a career transition. And it's a big one going from your schooling to, you know, understanding how the working world works, understanding what your job is, how the industry that you're in functions. There's a lot to pick up, but that doesn't stop. That doesn't change. You're always going to be learning about new tactics within your industries and often people change their industry multiple times. You're going to change your job, your area of focus. I have Ashton here has as well. Ashton, as you think back on the career that you had and the success that you've had, what advice do you have for people that are leaving college and entering the working world?
1: I think the biggest thing is don't get discouraged. No matter what experiences you have, You're going to get rejected, or maybe you're that lucky person that gets their dream job right out of college, but you're still going to have to work at every single thing because there's always going to be someone coming up and maybe trying to take your spot. So just don't be discouraged and also continue to just show up and work hard every single day, even when you're comfortable and feeling good, showing that you are valuable and everything will work out in the end. And to even add on to that, just continuing to learn every single day. And taking those extra five minutes to read up on your industry or what's new, because those little moments are what will win you over and make you stand out from the crowd at the end of the day when the decision makers are choosing.
0: I think it's good advice. And the thing that sticks out to me about your experience is that even early in your career, you went through a transition. And I think it's important for people that are Going through that, you know, transitioning from their education to the working world, you're feeling it for the first time, but it's not necessarily something that stops. So, you know, get comfortable with change, constantly be learning, and you're going to give yourself the best opportunity. And that wraps up this episode of the Finding a Job podcast. Thanks to Ashton Meisner for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about Ashton, you can click on the link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can send her a tweet. Her handle is Ashton Miser, A S T H O N. M-E-I-S-N-E-R, or you can visit her company's website, which is directiveconsulting.com. A couple of links I want to tell you about in our show notes. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, don't worry about it. We've got you covered. Just head over to fajpod.com, which stands for findingajobpodcast.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and the contact information for our guests. If you're a subscriber to the Finding a Job podcast, thank you for being a member of our community. We'd love to hear from you, so we created FAJ.com slash question, where you can send us your topic suggestions or your career questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is FAJpod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, pretty much everywhere. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of job search tips and tricks in your podcast feed, we publish episodes regularly during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us soon. All right, that's it for this time. But until next time, remember, keep networking and stay positive.